Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Hi, this is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. Today, my co-host, Pacinetti, is stuck on Space Mountain. That guy can't catch a break. Last week, it was Small World. Now, it's Space Mountain. Hopefully it has the lights on so he can look at a whole bunch of things, but you know with Pat, when any time you point something shiny in his face, he kind of just gets all googly-eyed and kind of just becomes useless. But with that said, we have an excellent replacement for him. We have my buddy and co-producer, rotating Mickey dude, Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal and that's not good. And if you listen to our show last week from Modern Mouse Radio, we had Josh Taylor. We asked him to stay on for this week, too, because myself, Jeff, and, and Josh will be attending the D23 episode. So, Josh, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, we're heading toward Tomorrowland, looking to the future. Awesome. So before we get into our topic, let's have a word from our sponsors. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, And now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. All right, gentlemen. So this weekend starts the D23 Expo. We have three days coming up of a lot of Disney information being thrown at us from all different sources. Now, you guys, I'm going to assume, are 
the Type A planners because you, uh, Josh, you're covering the expo for your for your network. Jeff, I just know how you are. You <laughs> probably have a clipboard ready with everything. And I used to be the Uber Disney World planner until I stressed myself way too out. I bought that annual pass and I pretty much just became blasé and was like, oh yeah, ADR, stuff like that. I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Fast Pass is one of those. So I, I used to be the Uber Disney planner who burnt himself out. And unfortunately, I've kind of taken this, uh, that attitude with the d23 convention and i know i am in a lot of trouble (laughs) as far as that so i kind of have to change my tune and kind of really sit down and plan i'm kind of uh, being a little bit uh, selfish on this episode because i'm kind of asking you guys to plan for me after uh, (laughs) you guys talk about some possible predictions of what's going to be coming out of the expo uh, I think uh, Mr. Williams is going to have me camping overnight at least once. So <laughs> that'd be interesting, Dave. It it's it, it, it's funny you should say planning because it, it's almost we used to say it's like planning for a Disney theme park, but it's kind of actually yeah. twisted in the fact that you plan for what you're going to miss. It's really bizarre in that way, but there's no way. This is true. There's no way in a million years you're going to see everything. It, they have so much going on. It's chock full. There's going to be, you know, 15,000 people there. I, I have no idea what the maximum capacity is, but it's something along those lines. And it, it's just, there's no way you're going to see it all. So, yeah, it's really bizarre because it's almost like you have to plan for what you're going to miss. Exactly. And today, some news came out. Uh, we're recording this on July 2nd. And some news came out that's kind of going to really factor into i know jeff's planning so i'm kind of hoping to uh piggyback off mr williams here especially since hint hint wink wink you are a d23 gold member and i'm not and i love you jeff (laughs) yeah this is going to be interesting uh we you know i have the gold family member uh so there's four of us um so maybe you can pretend to be one of my daughters i mean maybe that'll work out for you i think you'll be just fine in that in that role yeah (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, I, I ran the princess half marathon in the bikini top and the tutu. So, you know what? It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Mm. No, actually. Tutus and that will never see the light of day. It, Yeah. I, I, I'm posting it as we speak. Um, it's ironic we have Josh on because last uh, D23, uh, me, what what happens is usually we split up. Uh, I have two family members that aren't 100% into it. They're Disney fans. They just really get wigged out with the crowds and the waiting. So last year, or last two years ago, it was me and my youngest daughter running around uh, most of the expo, and the other two ran it into the parks, which is totally cool. But I remember this will be a memory that lasts for the rest of my life. No, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> we we me and me and my daughter came in there and uh, we jumped straight into the uh, Disney Infinity booth, and there's Josh, Angie, and some guy named Keith Lapinig, uh, <laughs> and all their buddies, and they're all kind of hanging out in, in the Disney Infinity. And there's some goofy uh, I don't know photo op for that they set up Disney set up. Where you got you grab a prop and you act up and they they you know whatever take your picture. I was just like having a blast filming these guys. So 
That'll that'll always go down in my memory. <laughs> I totally I totally forgot about that, that until like three minutes before we did this. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, Jeff was there and he was filming me, probably doing stupid stuff. So. <laughs> until like three minutes before we did the show, I was like, oh yeah, this is this will be fine. And I was like, wait, Jeff was there. I remember this, and he probably filmed me doing some pretty stupid stuff. So, he's got that yes. kind of uh, blackmail on me. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Out of everybody, you were probably the most chill, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Keith was doing a pretty good job. Keith does an amazing job, as you know, Josh. is is He goes all in on dressing every day, I think. He did. Yeah, I think he did two, two of the three days. He went full on in. And actually, I talked to him the other day, and he's going full on in this year to the point where, like, he's putting together a costume that he doesn't even know if he can walk in fully at this point. <laughs> he's not even sure, like, once he gets the whole thing on, if he'll be even able to walk. And I remember, so he did um, uh, Mulan two years ago at the last expo, but he did, like, the samurai, you know, manly Mulan. Yeah. And, um,. He, I don't know what he built it out of. It must have been plastic. But, like, yeah. to get into the car to be able to drive, he had to pull the whole seat all the way back. Like, <laughs> have somebody on the backside of him so he could, like, trust fall into their arms. You know, so that he could, like, and then, like, scoot on into the seat and then pull the seat forward and then, like, make sure that his, like, foot wouldn't be stuck on the gas. Um... Uh, yeah, he goes all in with like whatever costume he's doing, and, and he'll definitely do it again this year. <laughs> Can't wait. I somehow I have no idea. I, I was able to uh, get photos with him every day that he dressed up. He was also um, uh, shoot uh, Big Hero Six. Um, he, 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 yeah, he did no. Hero Hamada. Yeah, yeah, Hero, and uh, that was cool. That was an awesome costume. The the most extent we and Dave talked about this. Dave already bowed out he's not dressing but the extent i was wanting to do was maybe disney bound i i disney bounded as um um big hero six once again um um sorry the big guy uh uh baymax yeah baymax sorry uh but they didn't it's just wearing a bunch of white so nobody even got it so it's like what i'm kind of wasting my time here anyway <laughs> But it's a good time. Is you it, it, never, you never threw out the idea of dressing up. Yeah, yeah, we we kind of talked about it, but I think that was like beyond yeah. our scope. Yeah. Though I think that was, I think that was the thing. And plus, flying in the day before, I was kind of just thinking logistics as far as it and everything. Right. So, I stopped doing run Disney costumes because they were just becoming too much of a liability in that way. So. <laughs> I was trying to outdo everybody and then wasn't able to actually run the races, so I kind of gave up at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. It's it's really a, the perfect venue to dress up. Um, I would love to do it. Uh, I think it becomes uh, our uh, excuse to go to Disneyland, so a lot of our focus when we go to D23 is to really tackle Disneyland hard. And then D23 is a way to kind of unwind, actually, at the end of the week of, of tackling Disneyland. So you're, you're doing a lot of sitting, waiting in line, waiting in queues, uh, those kind of things. So it's a different kind of, it's, it's a different kind of uh, grueling uh, experience, I guess. 
yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, if you've never been to an expo or D23 expo, it, it, there is some waiting in line and whatnot, but it's so fun even just waiting in line because, uh, you know, being able to just stand there uh, on the show floor, you're seeing tons of cosplayers walk by. Everyone's kind of talking about Disney, and, and if you're a Disney fan, you just kind of feel at home uh, there even more so than Disneyland, it seems like. Absolutely. The uh, one of the things I wanted to address, I guess, is queuing for entry. <laughs> uh, it's changed over the years. Uh, one of the things they did really well last year was they introduced, or two two years ago, the last expo was the basement queuing uh, hall E. Uh, so you can kind of get in out in the air conditioning. Uh, there's uh, queuing for the, the, the main venues and also the main hall. Um, a couple expos ago and, and before that, you literally were queuing all the way around the uh, convention center. It really got kind of nuts. So it, this is a neat way to do it, but what's there's really a crazy X factor that I'm trying to get my wrap my head around. Um, there, in the previous years, they gave D23 members... Uh, more particularly gold members uh, you could get on the show floor an hour early now that wasn't that great of a benefit last time because if everybody's got it then it's not that big of a benefit but I did time it and I looked on uh, we got there I think the first day about 6 a.m. and I think we got on the show floor at 930 uh, we didn't we didn't queue up for any of the shows but just to get on the show floor so that's literally a 30 uh, 30 minute delay so just to get on the show floor but then the regular uh ticket day ticket members they'd start coming in around 10 ish so we had a little bit of a, a padding so for this year they're not doing any of that everybody comes in at nine so it's going to be interesting because it's fairly chaotic they they introduced the gold member early entry to the sh to the two main venues uh the arena and hall uh, d23 uh, so we'll see how much advantage that is, but I got a feeling that's going to fill up pretty darn fast. Yeah, I, I've i kind of told uh, everybody that's going with me this year that if you're not in line an hour before opening, um, you know, like you're, you're going to be getting in quite a bit later. Um, so I would recommend to anybody going, you know, the showroom floor opens up at 9 uh, I would say be there at least at 8 a.m., if not earlier, if you kind of want to get a good head start. Uh, and, and the nice thing, um, you know, if you get there earlier, those you can actually get a lot done in those first few hours um, if you're not seeing any of the panels, per se. If you want to really tackle the showroom floor in the early part of the day, uh, I would recommend getting there early because I think it's the most beneficial time. There's less people on the showroom floor uh, and you can kind of get a chance to see a lot more and not have to wait in line for things. And the same at the end of the day, if you're going to stick it out till the very end, uh, you know, till like that 6 p.m. slot, uh, you know, get that last hour until they close at 7 and see a bunch of stuff on the show floor. Those are really going to be your times when, when a lot of people have either already come or already gone yeah now the one thing that i would uh, 
would say as far as that though is um, is the uh, parks pavilion going to be the exception to that because won't they still have everything covered until the Saturday panel that they have? Um, they have a whole bunch of stuff covered beforehand. And then la was... Last year they didn't, but it was because they focused on Shanghai, and I felt like um, the, the parks area of the showroom floor was so focused on Shanghai they didn't necessarily need you know, to, to do anything there. Um, most people already knew what was going on in Shanghai. Uh, this one's Star Wars Land, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they'll do. I know a lot of people will probably be crowding. I assume that it might even be the most crowded spot in the entire show floor, uh, you know, with so many people looking forward to, to seeing what it's going to look like. Um, but I don't know if they'll hold out. I, I would assume they want people to see it so it'll be less crowded Honestly, on Saturday and Sunday. I've thought about this but I, I'm not I, sure. I, my perspective I'm not sure if is they've announced all the Star Wars Land stuff. So if anything in the, if they do anything in the presentation, it'll be more depth. Uh, but so I think all the secretive stuff, aka maybe Marvel Land, or you know whatever else, you know Ratatouille ride, whatever they they might kind of roll out. It those things will be revealed in the parks. Uh, presentation yeah right they won't be on display anywhere yeah and you're gonna get you know uh similar to what like the cars land if anybody saw that uh at the last expo or uh, you could still see it at, at california adventure now you know they had this big huge model of what cars land was going to look like it really shows the outside of the building so kind of like what you're saying uh, you know, the outside of the buildings, you'll get to see, but what you'll get to hear in the presentation is what that experience will actually feel like and be like, and what the details on the inside of the queue or inside of the actual attraction will be uh, more of. And I think that's what people really want um, out of it, and, and I think the models will give you a general feeling of it, but I think that parks panel is, is going to be the panel this year just because of Star Wars Land and the details people want from it and the obvious rumors that may come from it. More so than uh, two years ago, I, I don't even know what time people lined up for the live action panel. I want to say 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. the night before. Um, Which, that kind of surprised me because I, here I am coming in at 6 a.m., Lining up on the standby for that one saying, all right, it's a long shot, but let me see. And I got into that one no, with no problem. Yeah, I, I, I think that. you could definitely. But I I don't think that uh, the live action panel this year is going to be as, uh, as big or as exciting. You know, people were lining up because the Star Wars hadn't been around for uh, over a decade at that point, And people wanted to know and wanted to get inside the mind of Disney as to what that was going to be and we kind of figured out what that was going to be and now we know what the Star Wars under the Disney umbrella is like um, so I don't think I don't think it's going to be a huge thing I think we're going to really look at, at more of uh, the parks this coming year my only question with that one was there was a little bit of news that came out today Jeff would you uh, elaborate a bit yeah, so I'm gonna go a different direction than Josh on this one, but uh, so to emphasize D23 Expo, they've uh, since inception in 2009, 
they've really started, it was actually September, and then they've slowly reeled it back uh, a little bit, a little bit every year. Uh, last one was, was in August. And then this one, they made a conscious decision to preempt uh, the San Diego Comic-Con, which, if you don't know, is the biggest kind of Comic-Con convention that usually uh, all the sci-fi and comic uh, stuff they roll out and big announcements happen every time. Disney, because they're trying to preempt that this year, um, had made a conscious decision to actively not pursue San Diego Comic-Con this year to push it all into their D23 Expo. And today... Talking Star Wars. Everything. Everything. Marvel, Marvel, Star Wars, everything. So this year, they made a big... Or today, they they made a, an actual commitment to say they're not going to do a Star Wars-centered panel at the San Diego Comic-Con. So uh, I don't know if that means we're going to get funneled more people, uh, Star Wars fans, funneling into D23 Expo. I do know some statistics, like the last D23 Expo, the Saturday uh, filled up, I think it was two weeks before it opened, it was uh, all sold out. And this year it was sold out two months before. So that kind of preludes me to, to say that you're definitely going to be a bigger fan base there now. Like Josh said, are we? Are, is everybody funneling into the parks? Or everybody funneling into the, you know, right. uh, in, into the live, the action. live action? Yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, but the other data point that I have is apparently at the Star Wars uh, experience. Is that what it's called, Josh? I can't remember. I uh, think in uh, Anaheim. Star Wars Celebration. Celebration, right? Uh, they said if you didn't, if you weren't lined up by midnight uh for that you weren't you didn't get in the panel now granted it's a probably there is similar maybe not the same size uh the the hall d23 is a is a something that disney resurrected or created last d23 expo that was the first for them where they basically opened up two halls and it's just a bunch of chairs and a, you know like five big screen you know projectors and it, it holds approximately 7000 people um, the other one is the other big venue is the D23 Hall D, I'm sorry D23 Arena and that is a giant amphitheater arena that it technically holds 4500 but they always block off enough that are uh, sight blocked or you can't you, you don't have a good sight so it's, generally they say about 4000 um, there that got shut out so fast in those first couple of D23 expos that people just lost their minds they couldn't get in so that's enhanced. That's the inception to Hall D23. Now, we, I'm with Dave. It was. It seemed like it was no problem getting in to these venues, even in overflow. Uh, they put they shove people in overflow, but they seemed like you could get in. I'm really nervous about this one. Um, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I'm really thinking maybe it's it's one of those things where you do have to camp out to to make it in there. But maybe not. You know. But nonetheless, it's still gonna be one of those things if you don't get up super early. For the live action, you're probably not going to make it in there. And that was my whole thing. I mean, last year, I did live action. And honestly, if I skipped live action to go to parks, I would have been upset last year since they yeah. announced Star Wars at live action. That kind of, as as exciting as it was to be in there for that, I kind of did feel for the people that were outside lining up for parks at that point. So, <laughs> I mean, there's a part of me that's 
worried that that's going to happen again. But the other part of me is like, dude, you know my I'd story. See parks, as far as that, you know my story. I w- I'm the one that was in the hall E underground, hearing the loud roars. And seeing all the tweets, live-action tweets, and to find out that's where they announced all the Star Wars Land stuff. Oh, you were on that live-action? No, I was oh, in the. Wow. I was anticipating it being announced in parks, and so me and a, some buddies were down there, and we just like lost our minds. And then it hit me. Oh, I, Iger wants to be the man that presents it, and he's only going to one panel. He was at the live-action, so of course that's where he wanted to present it. So. Right. We got the seconds, so that if you want to throw a little X factor in there, you know that's the dark horse. Wherever Argar is, you might see special announcements like maybe a Marvel Land. Uh, that that'd be the only thing I'd throw out there. That's true. Yeah, I, I think uh, we might see Marvel Land this year from the live action. If, if we're gonna see any kind of you know park related thing. From the live action, it'll be that. But live action, I think this year will mostly focus on, uh, you know, Star Wars Episode Eight. Um, they might even show stuff which might be interesting um, from the Han Solo film, uh, considering what's happened in the last <laughs> month or so. Um, yeah. And I would assume we're gonna see Infinity War, which will probably be the biggest draw um, from that panel. But I, I would like to see, you know, from the live action, I'd like to see some stuff from, uh, you know, the new Mary Poppins film. Um, and, and I'm oh, sure they've got, a, they've got a star-studded cast. The, here's the thing that I don't like this year, because uh, if you're unfamiliar, Friday, at least last year and this year, or two years ago and this year, are kind of similar and the same. The Hall D23 is, is loaded with Friday being uh, the Legends. And then animation in the afternoon. Uh, Saturday is always the biggest day. Um, like you said, you know, they, they continue to just like sell out that day more and more. Um, with uh, live action in the morning, parks in the afternoon. And then Sunday's usually uh, more laid back. I think last year they had um, a mix of, uh, of Sherman and Mankin, right, doing... A concert, and then this year it's just Alan Menken, um, yeah, doing a concert. Mm-hmm. But um, so last year I went to the to the animation panel, and I was super excited for everything that was coming. And now you know, kind of knowing what's coming in the next few years, it's mostly sequels. And uh, I think the animation panel will be a little bit more disappointing in uh, sales. Excuse me, sales for. Um, sales for Friday have not been nearly as good as Saturday. I think there's still tickets available, one-day tickets available for Friday right now. Um, Saturday is where it's at. Saturday is where everybody wants to be, and it's kind of unfortunate because anything else and any other panel that's scheduled on Saturday um, is is kind of second class to the live-action panel and the parks panel. For yeah. most for most people, I think you know. I if yeah. I was a littler panel, I'd rather be on Sunday or, or Friday morning. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, th- this is the first time they're gonna have Hall D twenty three with the seven thousand people that they kind of made two halls into one, combined with the D twenty three arena, and it's almost like 
they know there's going to be this crowd thing that they have to control. So we're going to have some people shove 4,000 people over here and, and whatnot. But, you know, one of the things that bugs me the most about the D23 Expo, I guess if I had to say something negative, is uh, if you pick one of these big arenas or big uh, presentations to go to, it almost shoots your whole day, you know? It's like, for instance, the animation. So last year, last time, that was a big focus of our four family of four. We're huge animation nerds, so we always catch an animation panel. So in order to do that, we ran onto the flo- show floor, ran around like a, a chickens with our heads cut off for about an hour, and just said we were panicking. Yeah, I'm ve- not very. I'm not the best person to be around with these kind of <laughs> these kind of places. But I, we're like, we got it. We got to get over there. So we like just booked it maybe grabbed something to eat and ran into the queue and then you just sit in the queue for like three and a half hours and but you know just to make sure you feel comfortable that you're going to get in whereas we didn't for that particular presentation we didn't have to do it that aggressive but one other negative i I would say and this might steer me away from live action is the fact that this hall d23 uh that they created this massive venue it is so huge um, that spread out over this giant, uh, the width of uh, the uh, Anaheim Convention Center. And I don't know, there's like five or six giant projection screens. Uh, for, for As an example, when they did the Moana pre- uh, part portion, you know, uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson came out. And, you know, we all stood up, went nuts. But I'll be honest with you, is I'm sure he's a large man, but he looked like a, an ant on that on the Absolutely, stage from yeah. our perspective. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, I'm I'm in this area, but I'm really just watching him on a giant screen TV, you know? Right. So it it's like seeing him at a live concert, I guess, if you you know, if you have to have an analogy. But uh, that was my feeling same, for that was my feeling for live action last year. Yeah. Exactly. The only good thing about you know, uh, and and I would I would recommend to people animation and live action over parks, um, is because at the parks panel you're you're mostly getting um, still images, you know, up on the screens, and True. and then you get people that are talking about stuff, which is great, and I do love that. Um, however, they usually allow cameras and stuff into the parks panel because they're not giving away. Um, Stuff that they're not going to give away tomorrow or, you know, next day. The animation panel and the live action panel are giving away stuff and and showing trailers and showing footage from films. Um, You know, when I was in the animation panel, and and you can attest to this, people, you know, broke down for that sloth bit from Zootopia um, a year before anybody else got to see that footage. And so if you want to see something that's like extra special and unique... I would recommend either live action or animation over the parks, even if you're a parks person over a film person, um, because you're going to see something more unique and special that you're not going to get on the internet the next day. Oh, dude. And, 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 and John Lasseter, John Lasseter is a salesman, an entertainer deluxe. So you cannot go wrong with John. Lasseter. Uh, he sold me on the good dinosaur and I was so disappointed by that film. I know, but, and, but <laughs> But I was so sold in that arena. I was so like, yeah, this yeah. is going to be a great film. Um, <laughs> but but I would say that. And, and so to that point, if you do animation, you do live action. Um, it really frees up your Saturday afternoon and your Sunday. 
And I think that those are the best bets because even if you don't get to the show floor until Saturday afternoon, if you have a day and a half to do the show floor, that's a, a great amount of time to be able to do that. And I would, you know, to anybody who's never done it before, I would say select a few panels that you want to do, but make sure you have at least one full day of time to do the show floor because I think um, to go to the D23 Expo and not really visit the show floor uh, is a disservice. I think the show floor yeah. is really the gem of the entire expo. Uh, whether it's like small vendors just selling pins or whether it's the big displays from uh, Disney and Pixar and Star Wars or whatever the case may be, I think there's so much to look at. There's so much neat stuff. Um, there's celebrities signing autographs. La I mean, two years ago, um, you know, Dick Van Dyke was signing autographs. Who knows, to be honest, who knows how long that man's going to be, you know, around. Um, so if you want to meet Dick Van Dyke and he's going to be at the expo, meet him because, I mean, now's your chance yeah. in life. So uh, I would say focus on the show floor more than anything, but uh, definitely leave a day for that. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, seize the day uh, when it comes to people because uh, I'm still kicking myself. I had a chance to meet uh, Roy Disney Jr., the first expo, and it just didn't work out in my schedule. Um, so we skipped it, but he passed away like a year later. So, um, you know, you just never know. It, you, you, like you said, you got to you gotta seize your moments. Um, but uh, there is a lot of – and then swag. Not even talk about swag. I mean, good grief. Like that Disney Infinity booth, I think I walked away at the end of the, the week uh, with four Disney Infinity characters. I mean, just just lots of giveaways if you're just on your on your on the ball. Me and my daughter, the the hot topic uh, last D twenty three was the Pixar ball. I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. were able to get. Yeah, get we one got of them, two of them. I w I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. We were running around like nuts every time. We missed it two times, and like the third ch times was a charm. And, the, and it's like a, a little tip to give everybody also. You know, follow uh, Disney wants you to follow them on all their aspects of social media. And for that particular one, you had to follow Pixar on Instagram. And then they were announcing it on Instagram when, when they were having those ball giveaways. So, anyway, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, that, I mean, if you were worried about. Uh spending the money you know like oh, i had to shell out you know a bunch of money to go do this disney convention make sure you visit all the booths because you'll make up for uh that money with some cool items to take home and they're free that, that's the great thing you know like uh like you said i took home disney infinity figures that were free um you know it's a shame that like the, the game's now gone so whatever but but uh, at the time um you know i was playing with them and then uh, we have the Pixar balls. We got I'm tons of artwork signed. Tons of different so autographs, meet and greets that. and oh, stuff. Crap, I'm stuff that was definitely, yes. to me, priceless. Um, but if you wanted to put a price on it, it was definitely well worth the ticket that I paid to get in for uh, my three days. Awesome. So before we go, um, can you guys just uh, each take us through your... Um, schedule as far as what uh, panels are you planning to actually uh, attend when not on the show floor sure you may start yeah i mean i can start go ahead go ahead josh uh so uh, friday the big panels <clears throat> sorry so friday the big panels are uh, uh the legends and animation uh out of those two i would suggest animation i know you know uh 
I believe Mark Hamill's the big name this year for Legends. Um, but it, like like these guys said, um, if you're in the Hall 23 and you are not there five hours early, uh, you're going to be sitting 25 rows back or 40 rows back and uh, anybody on stage you're not going to be able to see anyway. You're going to see them on a large screen and, uh, and it won't matter. Uh, I would recommend the animation panel because you're going to get to see some stuff that you definitely wouldn't be able to see otherwise. Here's would stories. Be, I, what was that? Uh, finish up and then I'll... Uh, sure, answer. sure. Uh, and then I would say um, a couple other smaller panels that are, that are happening around. Um, I would definitely hit up. The archive stage always has interesting stuff. Um, they usually have books um, that they're usually, you know... Uh, pushing and whatnot i know that there's i believe it's on friday maybe it might be saturday but there's a women in um imagineering panel that i'm interested in going to um on sunday there's also a legends of imagineering panel so if you're a big uh you know parks person or imagineering person that's that's a place to go um on saturday there's going to be the live action and the uh parks panels uh to me i think the live action is more interesting and uh, I would line up for that way early. These guys said 6 a.m. might be, you know, when to go. Uh, I would recommend being there at least three hours early if you're going to do that. Um, and uh, and there's quite a few other panels. I, I'm not going to do any big panels on Sunday. Um, but I know throughout the whole expo, um, there's a panel on the new Tangled series that I'm interested in. Because I know a few people that have been working on that series. Uh, there's also, um, yesterday's tomorrow, um, Don Hahn's book about the mid-century at the Disney studio, uh, the 1950s and 60s at Disney, uh, which is a, a completely pivotal time, uh, in that company's history. Uh, I'm looking forward to that panel. So, uh, I think for me, mostly I'm all about being on the expo floor. I know the, myself and everyone else from Network 1901 is going to be there. And uh, we're planning to shoot a bunch of videos, do a bunch of interviews, and, and try and make a presence on the floor. But, um, but yeah, I think that's that's mostly my time there. Awesome. Well, definitely looking forward to meeting up with you on the floor that yeah. time. Will you be in the parks at any time, too, that weekend? Yeah. So uh, we've got – so myself and my wife live here. We're, you know, the Modern Mouse – crew but um the whole network 1901 crew which is also dale and shannon are flying into town uh shannon will be here starting on wednesday and uh and dale leaves on wednesday so from wednesday before to the wednesday after is kind of a time period when we'll all be around we'll be at the disneyland park um wednesday and thursday and sunday evening um we're actually going to do a live podcast Sunday evening from inside Disneyland. Uh, and then we'll be back at the park on Tuesday because Monday we're going to be going to Universal. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And Jeff, your plans? Yeah. What, basically, I would definitely attack this with a plan A, B, and C every day. Uh, other than the Hall D23, like Josh said, there's a, a plethora of panels to choose from and there's nothing more i guess frustrating 
than to get your heart set on one of these smaller stages or venues and then think you can just last second jump in. We got rejected so many times over the years. And so it's okay. You just take a, you know, big breath and then move on to the next the next thing, you know. So for us, there's, there's a couple of things that just kind of popped up t- to me. We are huge Gravity Falls fans. In fact, we all uh, dressed up with them one, one Halloween. And for, out of the nowhere, they did a D23 Expo Arena the same time um, Legends is being performed. Uh, from screen to page, Gravity Falls uh, and Star versus the Forces of Evil panel. Uh, obviously, Disney knows that's got a huge following because it, that thing holds 4,000 people. So I'm anticipating going, maybe if we can go to that, we, maybe we'll get in there. But uh, one of the things that I uh, you don't really know is a lo- it's hit and miss, but a lot of these places are, have giveaways. And... Generally speaking, the the big name stuff uh, like live action or animation, or uh, you walk away with a giveaway. I'm hoping there's some kind of giveaway at this Gravity Falls that that will really cherish. Um, the other the other stuff is uh, re- really exciting for fr- uh, Friday, but it's uh, Saturday. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, I've always we've never missed a gaming panel. It's usually on a Sunday. <laughs> and out of nowhere, they put the gaming panel on uh, Saturday. It's like, what are you guys doing to me? So it is literally bookended of the live action and in between live action and Disney Parks and Resorts in the D23 uh, Expo Arena. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make, make that one, but if I did justify not going to live action and Parks and Resorts because of the long queue wait, we might just sneak in to the video game one, and I can guarantee you there'll be a giveaway. There's always a giveaway to video game one. Um, so, you know, those are just kind of the things to think about, giveaways, and you never know what, what you're going to see. Um, it is also, then Sunday, like Josh said, Sunday is probably the most chill day because um, it's a lot of people will travel out, which we made, we made the mistake one year uh, traveling on Sunday, but we from then on, we've always... Made, made sure we travel on uh, Monday because they go all the way to the end of the day. And, and one of the things that I, that caught my eye was 90 years of Oswald. And that's a six to seven presentation um, on Sunday night. Uh, so just these little things, they squeeze in there. It just, it, it'd kill me to, to probably miss some of these. But, you know, if you come up with a game, game plan A, B, and C and just pre- be prepared to do like any kind of convention or Comic-Con, you know, a lot of sitting, a lot of bringing your own water and, and snacks with you everywhere you go, but uh, it's just kind of it's just kind of the nature of the beast. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would say walk in with a game plan, but then you know if your game plan falls apart because of a wait time or because they close the doors on something, um, don't give up. You know, like move on to the next thing because I walked away two years ago um, with one of the best weekends I ever had um, kind of because I walked in and, and said, like you said, in a blase kind of way, which you shouldn't do. Um, I had some other people plan it for me, which I was lucky to have. But um, but being able to just kind of take in everything and no matter what it is, you know, you'll learn something. Uh, you'll learn fun facts. You get to meet people. Um, 
there's just so much to do and so much to see and and you'll be overwhelmed you'll definitely be overwhelmed um, <laughs> yeah but at the end of the day you'll go i'm so glad that i did this because i got so much out of it and whether that means you got information out of it or friendships out of it uh or you feel like you were a part of something you know i, I know a lot of people in the nerdy kind of geekdoms uh especially if you live kind of you know and let's just say des moines iowa you know, like, you're like, what's out there for me? It's like, you know, if you're a huge Disney fan, come on out to the D23 Expo and you'll understand where your, you know, your home is in some aspects. Uh, I think a lot of people get a lot of different things out of the D23 Expo and uh, just go in with an open mind and just kind of uh, feel it out and, and have fun. Don't get too disappointed if you miss out on one panel. Uh, it'll be a great time regardless. I think it, I can honestly say there's only one thing that I would be really disappointed in, in myself and my family if we didn't do the DuckTales Scrooge McDuck vault. If I can't get that done, then I'm not working hard enough. And that's on the, that's on the show floor, and that's on you. you got three days to do it. I know, three days. If I can't get that dang vault one time. <laughs> nice. I want video of you spitting the coins. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be funny. I mean, yeah. I already got—I already got a great video of you uh, going down the ant slide in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids playground. So, yeah, I have—I have—I have a collection of uh, Jeffisms. I'm calling them. Nice. That I need to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, this has been most informative. Uh, Josh, thank you for uh, coming on again with us. Absolutely. Pleasure. Come back anytime you'd like. You always have a spot with us if you uh, want to come and talk about any of your projects. Thank you, yeah. And we will definitely be tweeting out your stuff as it comes around. So definitely hit Josh up. Jeff, where can you be found on uh, the social media world? Twitter, um, at Braindud92, and Instagram, just Braindo. Excellent. And Josh, where can you be found? Uh, Network1901.com. Uh, you can personally reach out to me on Twitter, at ModernMouseJosh, or you can find me on uh, all the other social media links, as in Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Network1901. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Figments Reality. Find me on Facebook under Dave Koch. You can follow the Mickey Dudes on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes uh, on Instagram, the Mickey Dudes Podcast, and check out our blog website www.themickeydudes.com for original blog content by our Mickey Dude commentators. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been real. Have a magical day. Just listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.